Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast. It's been a while since we've done a Wednesday episode, but look, it's NFL Draft Week, and there's a lot going on, so there's no time to rest. And so we are here <laughs> with episode 168. Eric McLean, it is Draft Week. Part of me is just excited for the draft because I can't wait to see where these guys go. The other part of me is like, let's get into the summer. I feel like we talk about the draft. <laughs> For so long. I had some guy tweet at me and said, we've been talking about it for six months. And I'm like, yeah, we kind of have. But I'm ready to see where these guys go. And then I'm ready to move on to our summer episodes because we're going to have some fire guests. But I'll just leave that. Okay, Mac, how pumped are you for this NFL draft? I'm jacked up, KG, because I think this is, I'm sure we say this every year, right? It's so funny to, to do that. But this draft right here, I really have no clue. I don't even know who's going number one. I mean, and, and right? normally, but see, that's not every year. That's unique, Matt. Okay, that's thank unique. You. Thank you for the reassurance. Um, because I really, I have no clue, and it could be a range of, you know, four or five different guys, just depending on what the Jags want to do, and then do they somehow trade out of it? Which I, I don't think they will. I haven't heard much of that, but you know, just the the options at one seem to be the deepest in quite some time and and all the controversy and drama you know with these quarterbacks and and how many are going to be drafted in the first round there was a couple of you know weeks ago where we thought maybe none uh just because of all the free agency and all the different things going along there so KG I'm excited I cannot wait just to see where these guys are going to call home for the next foreseeable future and, and then for us to break it all down uh you know and, and see what we think is best fit uh but right now we're going to preview these guys and we're going to talk about you know, guys that we really think are our first round locks and then maybe a couple of guys that are on the fringe that might sneak into the second round or fall, excuse me, fall to the second round. And, you know, just guys that are, are surefire things. So we're really excited for this episode. We are. There are six guys that we have been talking about so much here on the podcast over the last couple of months. We've interviewed almost all of them. We've had every single one of these guys on here. It's a pretty um, good track record. Andrew that's a pretty good track so that's record. That's pretty good. We're proud of that. And he didn't go to the Senior Bowl, so it was tougher to get him. But the six guys that we have seen from the Atlantic Coast Conference that are most likely to go in the first round, we've got Icky, Ikem, Ikwanu, Zion Johnson, Kenny Pickett, Jermaine Johnson II, Andrew Booth, Sam Howell. Those are the guys. And I have done a little research. I have looked up some mock drafts here. I found five different mock drafts, all very recent. I wasn't taking any from you know, less than a couple days ago. So very recent. And they had to have all seven rounds. If it was just the first round, I threw you out. Come on, <laughs> let's, let's put some work in here, people. So we're going to talk about where we think these guys are going to go, Mac, and where the experts, where the consensus kind of has these guys going. But just initial thoughts. When you look at these six dudes, do you feel like all six of these guys are first rounders? I, I think I think we set the over under at four mm. and I would go over. Actually, maybe you do. Then I think you got to go four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. Maybe even five. I think That's if it's at tough. five, I think it's like a push. Because the only thing is with Booth, I mean, there, there's been a great momentum. There was kind of a lull because of not you know, being able to perform and, and go to the combine and do pro day. So there was this little bit of uh, maybe he'll fall. And now everything I've seen, it, it's almost a lock. And then Sam Howe. Sam is 
all over the place, depending on who you look at. I mean, there's you know two or three that have them in the first round. There's another two or three that have them right on the fringe. Uh, you know, in the in the first three or four picks of the second round. So, man, it's going to be crazy to look at. Uh, but Icky, Jermaine, Zion, Kenny. I mean, I think those are all locks, and and I don't even think it's really a question mark. So, those are kind of the two with Booth and Howell that are just hanging out right there, and it's going to be really interesting to see what their potential Thursday night looks like. I agree. I feel better about Booth than Sam Howell just because we've seen teams recently reach for corners in the first round. We've we've seen teams reach for Clemson corners in the first round, and it's actually worked out well. We look at the Falcons taking A.J. Terrell. So corner seems like that position, but it's quarterback, and, and people will do crazy things for a quarterback. So I think it's very possible we see all six of these guys go in the first round, which would be uh, quite the year. So let's let's start with the headliner of this group. A lot of these other guys, I'm not going to call them opening acts, but Icky is like, uh, I don't know why I'm going with this with this analogy, but you can tell where I love my music. Ithy, Icky is the Garth Brooks of this okay. Track, okay? okay, This man is going to be the headliner. He's actually going to see Kenny Chesney. Come on. We, we, might, Chesney we might need to click pause and, and talk about Garth Brooks being the headliner of this I concert. I just saw that he was on concert. He was on tour recently and a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of people were going. Do you not love Garth? Uh, Mac? You know, I would have said Mac. like the, the Luke Holmes. I would have said like the, I don't know. I, I'm more up to date type of uh, person. Mac, low key, Luke Holmes would open for Garth Brooks. I don't know, KG. You need Luke's to look up. You need to do some Luke's research right on now. Garth. No, listen, I'm in. Sold. I'm in with Garth. Uh, let's just throw this out there to the people. <laughs> Would you compare the first overall pick to Garth or to like a Morgan <laughs> Wallen or, or just somebody a little bit? Morgan Wallen would open for Garth. Oh, man. I don't know, KG. I don't know. I mean, I probably should have said Beyonce or Prince or <laughs> What's up with like all the that? old people? <laughs> this, is, this is just proving KG does not listen to the radio. She listens to her iPod shuffle. That, that's what, oh, that's what she listens to. <laughs> okay. Uh, really? Really? Icky is Taylor Swift. Okay. Let's move on here. Icky Iquanu, the headliner of this draft. We have seen him projected all over the place. Here are the five mock drafts that I pulled from. We had Chad Reuter from NFL.com, Walter Football, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay did a joint mock draft. That was their most recent. So I went with that one. That's from ESPN. Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports and Cam Meller from PFN Pro Football. Let, let me ask you this: He's real one quick, of the guys. KG. Oh, go ahead. Of these five that you did here, as you were kind of going through and seeing stuff, who did you like and or trust the most? Was there somebody where you're just like, yeah, I agree with that. Yes, yes, yeah. Was there any of these five that you're like, okay, this is this is the one? That's a great question. I honestly thought, and I don't know, the guy that I know that I've talked to is Cam Meller. He came on my radio show before and I liked him a lot. He was one of the guys that first started sounding the bell on Kenny Pickett, like at the very beginning of the season. But I looked at some of his and I thought, that's a little interesting. (laughs) The one that I agreed with the most, I thought was Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports. I liked what he had and, and he had Icky going first to the Jags, but then he didn't reach too much on these other guys. Jermaine Johnson, 14th. Zion 24th, Booth 21st, and then Pickett at the very end of the first round and Sam Howell in the second. So he's the one that I thought made the most sense. But the rest of these guys, you know, a lot of them looked really good. The the two that had all six of these guys in the first round, Chad Reuter of NFL.com and Cam Meller of PFN. No, 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 sorry. He had Zion in the second round, excuse me, but he had the two quarterbacks in the first round that I haven't seen everywhere. Right. He's he's a uh, he's a big Sam Howe guy. He he loves Sam Howe. I think that they I think they might have listed him as quarterback one 
um, going into this thing. And and so I love Cam, love him to death. But uh, my boy Zion's not going second round, dude. So scrap this, try again, well, you know, whatever. I knew that would not make you happy, Mac. <laughs> I knew that would not make you happy. Okay, with Icky, though, here's where he went in these five drafts. In the NFL.com draft, he was fifth to the Giants. Walter Football, eighth to the Falcons. The ESPN won fifth to the Giants. And then Ryan Wilson and Kim Miller both had him first to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We know how good Icky is. We've talked about it on this pod. His combination of run blocking and pass blocking, playing the second most important position in football at left tackle, quarterbacks the first. And, you know, the big question here, Mac, is could the Jags pull the trigger? I mean, what what do you see happening with Icky? You know, I, I think they should. Uh, I think they 100% should because what what's the biggest critique that we have kind of heard, especially the closer we get from everybody, is that there is not a, an elite number one set yourself apart edge rusher. It's a group of guys that are very right. good and that I'm sure are going to go on to have great NFL careers. But there isn't somebody that is number one, clear cut. And that's really the the whole kind of uh, thing with this draft is there's not one guy that that is just the dude can't miss, got to take him. And so with that, with that being said. I'm going offense, and I'm protecting my franchise quarterback, who we bet everything on with Trevor Lawrence a year ago, and I'm I'm making sure that he is good. And so with a guy like Icky, where you can play anywhere, he isn't a, a surefire left tackle. He isn't a surefire right tackle. He can play anywhere on that offensive line. I think that just gives you more movement with your pick, and, and it's it's like the, the fail rate is – like non-existent with Icky, like just put him anywhere because there's five different chances, you know, that you could have for him to be elite and, and very successful. So for me, an offensive-minded guy, I know the game of football starts in the trenches on both sides. I want to score points. I want to protect my guy. I'm going Icky number one, and, and really it's not that big of a question. But when I'm looking at it, I think the Giants is where he's going to go. I think five is what I've seen so consistently from a lot of different people. And I'll say this too about that. Just because all these people write about it, it does not matter. I mean, we we have no clue. We're going to give you a bunch of opinions here, and a lot of people have. We have no idea. On draft day, these research departments, these scouting departments, they've done so much work that you know they have their own board. And that's what we have no insight to at all. So I, I think five, though, for Icky. I think that's where he's going to end up. It's going to be a good situation because they love offensive linemen up there and he's going to be treated really well. Uh, but unfortunately, he's going to be paying a lot in taxes. So Icky, get on top of that. <laughs> Save it all, my man, because uh, New York is not very friendly when it comes to uh, you know giving your money back. Well, and it's just hard for me to imagine such a big man in New York City. <laughs> but you know, you can live on the outskirts, outskirts too. And New York City is a cool place, there's no doubt. It, this is such a fascinating situation because the Jags have Cam Robinson at left tackle, but you know, could Icky be a better and option? He's franchise. He he's, he's franchise tag. And he's franchise. So the thing yeah. to remember about that KG is he can leave next year like nothing. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure unrestricted free agent. He's gone, and then it's like, oh my goodness, now we have to do this all over again. Instead of we've already got our succession plan. Big Icky did great at right tackle. Did right, great at guard. Let's move him to left tackle and go. So. It's crazy to me to see what they're going to do with this one. Well, it's kind of a good situation. You could ease him in a little bit if Robinson plays left tackle this year, and then you could move him over. But I mean, the most important thing is protecting Trevor yes. Lawrence. And this is a guy who had great moments last year when he was able to get some protection. Now he also needs some wide receivers. Goodness gracious! Some guys. Sometimes last year, I'd watch the Jags. I'd be thinking, who the heck is he even throwing to? But 
if you have a franchise guy, the thing you want to do is protect him. And so I think Icky would make a lot of sense. But we know in the NFL, you you get you you fall in love with these edge rushers and you feel like you need them. So I, I could see the Jags going Aiden Hutchinson or whoever they end up going there to. Yeah. And, and you know, I think just when you look at Icky and, and we we've spoken about this since January, really even in the season, but He's just such a powerful player. I mean, when you look at, okay, what sets him apart? Number one is versatility. But number two, he is such an aggressive pass protector. Like, pass pro isn't passive with Icky. He's looking for work. He's trying to collapse dude's chest cavities. I I really just love to watch him play. And he gets out in space. Like, he will run. What what separates him from, you know, being the first tackle taken from a lot of these just guys that will go in the later rounds is that twitch is nuts, KG. Like, he is an athlete playing the, one of the most important positions on the football field. He has great length, great balance. His footwork is, you know, tremendous. I think there will be a little bit of, you know, growing pains. Just, you know, you're playing against werewolves. You're playing against the best in the world. And when you're going against these guys, there's going to be something like that. But in this instance with the Jags, you just pointed it out. You can grow him into it. You can get him comfortable at a guard, at a right tackle, and just let him develop as a as a man in this league. And then, you know, if you lose Robinson, slide him out, and you're good. You're fine. So it's going to be very interesting just to see the mindset of these guys. Is it offense? Is it defense? Is it best available in their eyes? I, I think one's not done right now, and it's you know a Wednesday. The draft is tomorrow. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see. It will. It will. And normally at number one, we're talking about quarterbacks, but we're not. That's why this draft is is going to be really fun. You just don't know what's going to happen. But let's talk about QBs here for a second, Mac. Let's talk about Kenneth Pickett, the seventh. He has <laughs> been projected in a variety of different places, okay? In the five drafts that I looked at, Chad Reuter had him going second to the Lions. When I saw that, I thought, oh, my goodness. I, I had not seen someone else put that out there. But, look, have we seen teams reach for QBs? Mitch Trubisky went second. Let's let's not forget. Crazy. Walter Football has him going 16th to the Saints. Ryan Wilson, 32nd to the Lions. And then the one that we've seen the most, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and Cam Meller had him going 20th to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've also read rumors that the Steelers are really interested, that that's where they they want to get him, that you know they, they've obviously gone to all of his workouts, all of his pro days, all that. It almost seems too good to be true that he could end up at Pittsburgh, but I think he has the skill set. I think he has the mindset. I think he has the toughness. He's a guy that when the play breaks down, that's almost when he's at its, his best, which is what you want in the NFL. So I'm low-key rooting for the Steelers because I, I think the story is too good. And you have, speaking of Trubisky, you have him there as a, a bridge quarterback, if you will, <laughs> where he doesn't have to play too much too early. Right, right. And, and, you know, I, I think when I look at this, the quarterback situation as a whole has been fascinating, right? You, you know, usually there's a, okay, this is the first guy, this is the second guy, this is the third. I feel like this year – Unlike others, that that's not the case. Like it, it, you can ask five different analysts; they might give you five different answers, uh, or at least three different answers on on who the guy is and and who is quarterback one in this draft. And you see all these different things. You know these alleged executives saying all this these negative things, saying you know Kenny Pickett's the guy if you need him to start, but he has no upside. I'm just like, you might need to look for a different position, my man. Uh, I'm not sure what you're looking at, but when you when you look at Kenny and you look at where he is. is to me, KG, he's either going to the Panthers at six or he's going to fall to maybe the Seahawks at nine. And I think that's going to be 
the two spots. I, I just don't know. They need a quarterback, both those teams. It sounds like they're not going after Baker Mayfield, so you have to draft one. Like, that's the only – unless you're just going to ride it out. Can't we see the nobody. Seahawks doing what they did a couple years ago and getting getting a gym in the third round like Russell Wilson? Because uh, we'll get to this later, but a few people have the Seahawks waiting to get Howell in the second round. If, if they go that early, then maybe. You know, I, I think that could certainly be a thing. If they, if they go – Second round, how probably will be there. Desmond Ritter has been on a top of a lot of people's minds. He might be there in the second round. I do not think you can go to the third. I don't think you can do the Russell Wilson thing, but one or two, that's going to be where you find your guy. And I just think it's going to be Kenny or, or Malik. And so I see those both of those guys going top 10 in a class where we have mentioned again the fact that they might not be a first round quarterback. Now I think there might be two in the first in the first 10 picks. It's going to be fascinating to see. I think it would be awesome if he did fall to 20 uh, to the Steelers because I think that, you know, just staying home, hometown kid, a a good situation there where he can come in, learn, maybe if he needs that time. Uh, But, you know, good skill players around him. I I think that that would be a great fit. But, KG, I I just don't see Kenny getting out of the top 10. Interesting. Okay. Well, in the mocks I looked at, only one guy had him in the top 10. And that was second, as I said, second overall. <laughs> so that that would be kind of crazy. I see him because I still think there are reservations about Pickett. He doesn't blow people away, but that's kind of the point. He's that's what that's not what he's going to do. He has the highest floor of any of these QB prospects. I see him going in the late teens, twentieth to the Steelers. I think is perfect, but I really don't see him falling out of the first round. What, how shocked would you be, Mac, if he falls out of the first round? Um, I'd almost guarantee there's no shot of that yeah. happening. Um, yeah. so very, I'd be, I'd be very, very shocked. Um, do you have do you have a quarterback top ten? Do you think somebody will go top ten or no? I think if it if if a quarterback does go top ten, it's Malik Willis because of his tools, his athleticism, and people think his ceiling. And I can see it; his ceiling may be higher. And mm-hmm. so I could see uh, certain teams stretching for him. Maybe the Panthers, perhaps. The only thing that that just scares me about that is. NFL ain't Liberty. Okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. And so to see that transition, I know there's a couple of examples and people, you know, throw all this stuff at me, but right. Like, Josh Allen, on. like, what are we doing? Like, well, let's, let's but see. Josh what Allen's also built like a Mac works. Truck. That's right. That's right. Um, which Malik is too. I mean, he, he's a, he's a good looking dude. So he's not, it'll Josh be interesting. Allen, it, it, he's not that tall, but definitely ripped up. It'll be really interesting to see KG. I, I think there'll be two. Um, I actually have a bet running with Jordan Cornette that there will be two, Whoa. in the top 10. So we, we have to make that happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I definitely want you to win your bets because uh, we share a company. So let's hope, let's hope that happens. Okay. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Speaking of, of dudes that look ridiculous, right? That just look like Greek gods. How about Jermaine Johnson, the second? The defensive end from Florida State. A lot of hype around Jermaine. We got to interview him at the Senior Bowl and he had such good practices that his agent literally wouldn't let him play. <laughs> because he was that good at practices and he's impressed so many people. When you look at the mock drafts, uh, quite a few people have him going top 10. This is going to be really fascinating. And you mentioned the Seahawks at nine. Could they take Pickett? Well, Chad Reuter and Walter Football both have the Seahawks taking Jermaine Johnson at nine. Mel Kuyper and Tom McShay had Jermaine Johnson going seventh to the Giants. Ryan Wilson, 14th to the wave to the Ravens. And then Cam Miller had him as low as I'd really seen him, 28th to the Packers. Jermaine Johnson is kind of like Pickett. I, I would be absolutely shocked 
if he falls out of the first round. I was watching SportsCenter this morning. Jeff Saturday said he is the best pass rusher in the draft. I would agree. We broke this down in our Senior Bowl episode. You broke it down from an O-line perspective, how he doesn't really have a method. Like, he can do everything. And that's what's so terrifying as an offensive lineman when you're trying to block Jermaine Johnson. He's the perfect defensive end. I mean, at the end of the day, when you see the size, uh, it's 6'5", 255, um, he, he's, if you look it up in the dictionary, that's what you see. It, it's Jermaine Johnson's sitting right there. Freaky explosive. I mean, his combine was unbelievable. And then just the physical tools, like he plays football. It, it's not just a big, fast, strong guy that, that tests really well. It's a guy that is really good at football. And by the way, was, you know, one of the best at the underwear Olympics. So I, I think when you see him, there's been so much hype for that top 10. I, I would not be shocked at all if he jumps in there just because of his upside. I mean, he, he his best ball, like a lot of these guys, is still ahead of him, I think. I, I don't think he's at a ceiling. I, I think that there's still a long way to go for him to just understand technique, to really fine-tooth some things with his hands and and you know things that will separate him as an elite guy that, that's a pro bowler type of, of player. So when I look at Jermaine, I, I have heard whispers, KG. This would be nuts. I just want to say it just in case it happens. I've heard whispers of the Lions taking him at two. He was on the Lions team at the Senior Bowl. They Ooh, saw him every oh, that's day. Right. That coaching staff put him in front of everybody and said, this is our best guy versus yep. your best guy. Let's we see what happens. Live. And he dominated. And so that would be crazy. I, I don't, I'm not sure if that'll happen. I'm just t- telling you that I've heard whispers of it. And I think that he is a guy that is instant plug and play. He, he's a char- high character guy. He's had this crazy journey so you know he wants to be there you know he's going to give his heart and soul every single time he walks out onto that practice field and and I just think that that's what it takes to be a top 10 guy that's what it takes and and you have to guarantee that the best you can now we see busts all the time but that that's not it here and and I cannot wait to see where Jermaine ends up because I think he has instant impact on a defensive line somewhere all right you heard it here maybe not first because they're Mac had to hear the rumors somewhere but (laughs) If it happens, you heard it here. And right. that would be crazy, it would. Mac. It would. And we have seen, I mentioned it earlier in the show, we have seen teams reach for a pass rusher. Sure. We know that will happen. And he checks every single box. Uh, speaking of the Johnsons, no relation that we know of, <laughs> Zion Johnson, who we just had on the podcast, who is, I mean, Icky and Zion are our favorites, let's be real, because we've had them on so many times and they're just, they're so likable and they're so impressive. And so we're rooting for them. Zion is, it seems to be a consensus first rounder. Bruder had him 24 to the Patriots. Uh, I think he had a trade in there. 24 to the Cowboys, Walter football. 26 to the Titans, 24 to the Cowboys. Meller did have him outside the first round, which I thought was a little, he was, that's the only guy I'd seen having him outside the first round. What really stands out about Zion, his versatility. And, And you can plug him in anywhere. And that's truly impressive at the next level. And Mac, I know that blows you away. Yeah, he's just such a smart player, KG. And we saw the degrees. I didn't know he had two of them. I knew he was working towards two. I didn't know that he had both already solidified there. But he's just a true student of the game. And when I speak about, you know, with with Jermaine, the fact that his best ball is ahead of him, Zion has not been playing football that long. Same thing with Icky. Like, both of these guys have so much more that I think that they can tap into just from a, a technique standpoint, understanding of the game. The more they watch film, the more they dive into it. And so I think they have a long way to go, which is awesome because they're already first-round talents. And so with with Zion, I mean, you mentioned those teams, Patriots, Cowboys, Titans. 
if he goes to any of those, I mean, you're talking about a team that is potentially on Super Bowl contention and, and teams that are, are in really good spots. And he mentioned that when we spoke to him, how important that, you know, team success is to him and, and being able to contribute, you know, to win a Super Bowl. And, and with those opportunities and really anywhere post 20, you're in a good spot to, to really be in a contending team. It's awesome to get all that money up front and to go top 10, top five. But when you can be on the back end and you can be at a really successful franchise, there's just more growth there, in my opinion. And so, you know, a guy like Zion, he's going to come in right away and, and you'll be able to help somebody. And any of those three spots in the middle, you feel really comfortable at him of being super elite at. And uh, man, I can't wait to see him. You talk about, you know, kind of favorites that we have in this draft process, really just to see where he ends up, because I think that he can just be such an impact in the weight room and the locker room, field room, and on the game field just so quickly. It's uh, it's going to be really fun to see where Jermaine, Jermaine, or excuse me, not Jermaine, Zion Johnson ends up just from a technical standpoint and the things that he can do for a team. The other Johnson bro. That's Zion right. You got Johnson. me thinking of the brother uh, connection yeah. there. <laughs> The Patriots would be kind of cool with the Boston College connection. I saw, I've seen the Cowboys a good bit and the Titans. I mean, what a great situation to no be question. put in with the Cowboys or the Titans. Yeah. I'm excited for him because, and, and that's kind of the key. If you stay at the end of the first round, you generally go to a contender. If you fall to the beginning of the second, then that's where you may end up with the Lions. And honestly, look, the Lions, I and look, I know Zion was at the Senior Bowl, so I'm sure he impressed, but you'd rather go to the Titans or Cowboys, no at question. least in my opinion. No. And, and even when you break that down a little bit further, okay, the Patriots have a, a second-year quarterback, so maybe not as ideal because that communication is is so uh, important. The Cowboys, obviously a very established superstar in Dak Prescott, and, and then the Titans, you know, a great game manager, if you will, in Tannehill that is effective enough, but a guy that's been around well, the league. Blocking for Derrick Henry. That's easy, right? Any, me and you could go do that right now. Let's sign me up. Sign me up. It makes everyone look good. So when I look at those, uh, Cowboys just, it gets me excited because I think that would be an awesome fit. Uh, but at the end yeah. of the day, uh, he might not be there uh, for the Cowboys. So we'll see. What a story, though, from Davidson College to the Dallas Cowboys. Zero that would be stars. Zero stars, y'all. That would like, be incredible. No one even thinking this kid can play football to now Unreal. the Dallas Cowboys, potentially. <laughs> crazy. Okay. Those are the four guys that we really think are, are locks in the first round. Let's talk about the two others that could go, could possibly drop to the second round. And we'll start with Andrew Booth, the corner out of Clemson. Every single draft that I looked at, all the mock drafts had him in the, in the first round. Reuter had him 20th to the Vikings, Walter football, 25th to the bills, Mel Kiper and Tom McShay, 25th to the bills, Ryan Wilson, 21st to the Patriots. Cam Miller had him 13th to the Texans. And again, if you're going to reach for a rangy freak of nature corner, that has happened. It, let's not act like it hasn't because it definitely has. And Andrew Booth, he's, he's a playmaker. I mean, his athleticism's off the charts, his ball skills. He's one of those corners where you don't have to explain why he didn't have picks in college because he did. He made plays on the ball. Some freaky plays when you think of the, the one against Pittsburgh and the one against Miami, just unreal. So, I really think that he, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, Mac, I think he's moving himself into the first round. There, there's no question if we don-t look at the post you know evaluation with combine and we want to get him there and see how he runs it, if, if you just take that out of it, this kid is a top five pick. I mean, a top 10 pick for Ooh. sure. The talent, it's unbelievable. The, the measurables, everything that you see, like, I don't need to see, okay, at, at his pro day, 
he jumped a 35 plus inch vertical. I have film where I can see that, where he's jumping over a six, eight wide receiver, yeah. catching it one hand against Virginia. He's floating through the air against the first quarterback, I think, taken in Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Like the measurables are there. He's running with guys. He's physical. I don't need to know about his strength. It's all there. And, and so, you know, I said the things earlier because there, people put such an emphasis on the underwear Olympics and the combine and let's see him run. Let's see him do these unrealistic things that will never happen in a football game where just turn the tape on, just see that this kid is the perfect corner that is physical and run support. That is not afraid to go through the face of blockers will hit you. And on top of that, he has ball skills that, you know, can compete with anybody in the country. So when I see Andrew Booth, it's a surefire pick. Whoever takes him, if it is in the 20s, I mean, you talk about value. Congratulations, because you hit a home run in what you 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 earn there. The Bills is what I've seen the, the most frequent, uh, but would yeah. not be surprised if the Patriots even draft up a little bit to, to take someone like Andrew Booth, trade up. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see where he lands. But, I mean, you talk about a guy, we have obviously a tighter affiliation and get to see these guys every day uh, or could every day with, with a Clemson and hear the different things. But... He's just a worker, and he's going to get in here, make a lot of noise, and be ready to go. And he's similar to Zion in that if he ends up with the Vikings, Bills, Patriots, these are good situations to end up Absolutely. with. Absolutely, adding him to that Bills defense that that is exciting, and I think I I would be excited about that. It's so funny now when you look at mock drafts, and weirdly, a lot of Clemson guys have gone to the Bills, CJ Spiller, Shaq Lawson, <laughs> and so you see them. And it used to be, oh, he went to the Bills. Now it's, oh, he's going to the Bills. So right. <laughs> it has changed. It's definitely changed, and I've had to adjust. No question. To that. That's right. You get a little bit more excited because those guys are they're good and they they figured it out. And you know that that you know organization has really got it going. And and can they take the next step? That that's going to be you know the next thing to see. You get a couple of these guys that we're talking about here. You're, you're certainly going to be in a better spot. Oh, and the other one I forgot, Sammy Watkins, when he went to the Bills. That was a... That's right. He went to the Bills. Okay. <laughs> Our final guy, let's discuss here, Sam Howell, who we've had on the pod. He's given us a lot of his time, and we appreciate it. And he was projected all over the place in these mock drafts I looked at. Chad Ruder had him going 32nd to the Seahawks. That's what I was kind of talking about with the Seahawks possibly getting him there or in the second round. And Walter Football had him 52nd to the Seahawks. Mel Kuyper, Tom McShay had him 49th to the Saints. That's still second round. Ryan Wilson, 43rd to the Falcons, second round. And then Cam Miller had him 11th to the Washington Commanders. (laughs) The Seahawks, to me, seems like a good fit. But I don't know if they'll take him first round, if they'll wait to the second. But, Mac, he probably won't be there. That's the big question with Sam Howell is who's going to take that jump? Yeah, and and this is where, you know, you get really excited about a guy falling, right? Because – go higher. You're at a crappier program, franchise. You have to deal with a lot of stuff, a lot of pressure that comes with that. If you can fall a little bit, which nobody wants to, nobody wants to hear that, but it's such a a big picture down the road thing, that success can be found pretty early. And and it's just a much better situation. It's a stable franchise. It's a franchise that knows how to win, knows how to build things up and put a team around you. So, you know, if you do fall, you know, to some of those teams, it's a great spot. And when I look at Sam, what he's going to be able to, to bring you know, right away to a franchise is he's super accurate. He loves football, like lives in the film room. That's all he does is play Madden on NCAA, 
uh, or, or, or NCAA or Madden, and then he goes to the film room. Like that's all he does. It's all. Do you remember football. when Mac Brown was talking about Sam Howell, and it was so a Valentine's Day? Games. Yeah, and he was like, "Sam, do you have a date?" He's like, "No, I'm just gonna go home and, and play, play Madden, Madden and watch film." <laughs> so he's he's a nerd. He's a football nerd. He loves it, and so I think that that's important at that position. So you're gonna get a guy that dives into it right away. There's been some discussion that you know he's gonna have to learn. It's gonna be a little learning curve differential just because he is gonna be. Uh, you know, going to this pro system where before it was a little quarterback friendly with some RPOs, some one read throws and things of that nature. But I love everything that Sam brings physically to a football team. His deep ball accuracy is tremendous. His deep ball power is tremendous. Clearly has shown that he can be a dual threat and run the football. The only thing that I'm going to be interested to see as he makes this progression, because he's going to play very early, I assume, is can he get the ball out quicker not take hits, not take sacks, protect his body because of Carolina, he did not do that. And, and that's something where this is like your life. Like you have to understand, I have to protect myself. I have to be able to have that longevity. And to do that is is to get rid of the ball, to not take sacks, to avoid contact. That's going to be, I think, the biggest kind of learning curve from him because he's been bigger, faster, stronger than everybody his whole career. Like if you watch his high school tape, He's stiff-arming dudes to the ground and throwing 50-yard touchdowns. And so just knowing that you can't necessarily do that is going to be a big thing for Sam Howell. Yeah, and I think a lot of quarterbacks make have to make that adjustment. Taking care of the football, we know that fumbles were an issue for Howell at times. And a lot of that, Mac, was what you talked about. He would hold on to the ball too long. He would try to make something happen instead of just throwing it away. So that's something that I think he can mature into. And when I think of the Seahawks, because I think the Seahawks makes a lot of sense, can you just imagine Sam Howell throwing the deep ball to DK Metcalf? Come on. <laughs> It'd be pretty fun. Russell Wilson, pretty fun. known for his deep ball. Sam Howell put him in there and air it out to DK Metcalf, who apparently only eats gummy worms every yeah, day what's and up looks with that? like that. <laughs> That's something that I would enjoy watching. As a so so are you thinking nine or you're thinking second round or maybe even trading up in the, in the back half of the first round? Nine. Nine possibly or thirty-two, but I'm not sure he's he, he stays till thirty-two. So I can see the Seahawks trading up to you know somewhere maybe in the twenties to get him. Nine would be awesome. I think it's I, I don't possible. know if that'll happen, but that would be awesome. No, I, I think he I don't think nine it. will happen. I think the Seahawks are thinking, okay, we can that thirty-second pick either we get him there. Or if we're hearing stuff, we need to trade up and get him That's in the twenties. Right. That's right. I can't wait to see it. The, the the biggest thing of all of this is we have no clue. Uh, nobody who thinks they have a clue has a clue, <laughs> and uh, we'll find out Thursday. Uh, so basically, right. guys, what we are going to do really quickly is kind of give our sleeper of guys in the whole draft uh, that we think is going to really make some noise. And I'll go first, KG. I, I think Damari Mathis from Pitt. Mm. is going to be an absolute steal. I think when you look at value, when you look at the the world that the NFL offense is right now, where they put bigger receivers in the slot, big tight ends that are just freak of nature, you need these freaky, fast, strong defensive backs. I'm not going to call him a corner or a safety. He's just going to be a DB uh, that can line up and that can compete. And Damari Mathis is a guy that, man, at Pitt, he was just in press coverage all the time. He was on an island. He was in these adverse situations. And he's a freak. Like, he jumps a 43-plus-inch vertical. I think he ran a 4-3. He's a super aggressive guy that can be that chess piece. So I think situationally always is important. But with Damari in particular, I think that he can have some big-time upside very, very quickly uh, at the next level. So he's going to be my sleeper. We'll talk more about him a little bit on Friday. I love that, Mac. 
that that's very interesting. I saw him sneaking into the third round in one of the mocks I saw, third or fourth round perhaps. But you're right, his numbers just blew people away. He's super physical, and they know that he's playing man to man at Pittsburgh, so you can plug him in. I like that one. You're making me think of some others. But I'm going to stick with the one I, I thought of before the show. And that's Nolan Turner from Clemson, another defensive back, but he's a safety. He's played college football for 10 years. But I think what really impressed people were his numbers at Clemson's Pro Day. Even you, Mac, you were like, dang, I mean, did not expect this dude? at all. Who yeah. is this dude? So because of those numbers, he separated himself. And he's a guy that, you know, he comes from Clemson. You know, he's a really smart football player. You know, it's in his blood. But then he shows those that athleticism with those numbers and things change. I saw him projected in one of these drafts I was looking at in the third round. That would be incredible for Nolan Turner. Fourth round, maybe fifth. But I think the team that gets him is definitely getting a steal. And he's just a football player who his athleticism has shown that it's enough to play in the NFL. So that's my sleep. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I'm going to give one more guy just because I'm so excited right now. Okay. We're talking about all this. I think a Mecca Mezzi, I think Ooh. he's going to go like fourth round or later, and he's going to be just a, a dog. I mean, he's such a great athlete. He's so strong, really runs routes extremely well. And if he can just get on the same page, like we saw him and Devin Leary uh, at the next level with, with whoever his quarterback ends up being, he, he's going to have a really long career, barring injury, of course. Um, I think he's going to be really successful, and I don't think he gets enough credit, enough hype. He ran well. We heard four or five allegedly. Um, I, I think he, I think he's going to be just fine. So that's a guy that I'm super excited about, guys. We're going to talk all about this on Friday. We're going to stay up super late. Who oh, else? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's staying up late. Uh, so we're going to watch all that first round. We'll Friday. We're going to break everything down. Hopefully, all of these guys that we just spoke about. Uh, will be drafted, maybe even a couple of surprises, probably not, but I think this is our this is our kind of class here to pick from. So we're going to talk about all of that on Friday and then kind of project the, the rest of the rounds and give you some guys to look at throughout the weekend. Cannot wait. This is one of the best weeks ever. Uh, it's NFL Draft Week. We're super excited. Guys, thanks for listening. Another great episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane. Do yourself a favor. Go on Spotify. Go on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you guys. But until next time, we'll see you all.